Hold on, Jess. I need to go pour a drink real quick. Okay, let's see here. Oh, rum and Coke, my favorite. I think we're going to need this for today, Jess. Did you go get something? I did. What I have is my uh, Manitoba Mule flavored vodka mixed with a little cranberry ginger ale. Very fancy, very fancy. Yeah, so welcome to Legend Lore, everybody, with Jess and Lauren, where we talk about Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And today, we are raising our glasses in a toast to one of the most popular gods of Pathfinder, Caden Kaelian. Kaelian? I never quite get that right. I think Kaelian. I'm Jess, though. I am a game designer and frequent contributor to the Pathfinder and Starfinder RPGs. And I'm Lauren, your friendly neighborhood wildlife biologist. Before we get started, I'm just going to remind everybody that legend lore is headcanons only. We're going to dive into Pathfinder 2's rules and lore, but we're not here to give official answers or rulings on anything we talk about. So, Caden is fun. He has this reputation of the deities as, like, he's the god of alcohol, and you get drunk when you worship Caden, and, like, that's not, not true. It's not the whole picture, either. Yeah, frequently, Jess, when you and I, when we do these episodes on deities, or on classes, or really anything, I always go into it feeling like, yeah, that's cool, but it's not, I don't know, X thing that I already like. And as we do these, as I learn more about these deities, these classes, get more of a deep dive, I start to appreciate them a little more. And Caden especially is one of those. I'm loving what I read about the accidental god. Yeah, I feel that way too. So Caden Caelian is a chaotic good god of ale, bravery, freedom, and wine. So as you can see, there is like the drinking element there. He's got ale and then he's also got wine. And like you said, he is called the Accidental God. He's one of the Ascended Gods, which means that he is a mortal who became a god after passing the test of the Starstone. And he's called the Accidental God because he just kind of wandered into the Starstone Cathedral one day, uh, drunk on a dare, and he emerged a god. Jess, can you imagine? I feel like this is such... Hollywood thing. Like, you, you get so drunk, you get so blitz, that you go do the thing that only the gods can do. I mean, in all fairness, the gods were only able to do them while they were mortal, sure. But they then became gods, meaning only the gods can do this. That's nuts. Yeah, it really adds a lot to, like, the, the mystique and the story of Caden, and also his approachability in terms of like Caden is kind of a pattern for what it might be like if your player characters in your game became a god. From what I know about Caden, and this is one of the things I started to learn about him, like he's like the god of alcohol and drunkenness, right? But he wasn't just like a drunken lout in his mortal life. Right? He was he was a well-known sellsword. He was boisterous and you know he was skilled. But he also would take on all kinds of mercenary contracts that were just designed to, to help people, right? If you have, like, a whole bunch of evil, evil mamajamas over in a cave, Caden will take the contract to go defeat them. He'll still make sure he gets paid for them, right? But he wouldn't just, like, only, he wouldn't just take any contract. In fact, there were a few times that he took on a contract and, and he found out later that, like, hey, that cave isn't full of evil mammajamas. That's just like a bunch of goblins who are really, really hungry and might be starving. He would turn, he would then say, look, I'm sorry, I'll take the loss on this. I'll take the L. I can't do this contract, right? Like, he was boisterous. He loved drink, but he was skillful, fearless, and wanted to help people, right? So this wasn't just some guy who's a drunken lout. So that is kind of what he's bringing into when he becomes a god. He's bringing that in. Yeah, absolutely. He very much was like a kind of player character adventurer. And you can look at him and imagine the way that he is similar to a player character mercenary who you might want to play. Like your chaotic good mercenary, you take the, the jobs that let you do the things that you want to do and save people. 
but anytime you take a job and you realize that actually you are hired by a villain, you're not finishing that. In fact, you're going to go defeat that villain. You're probably going to hit him up. Thank you for the contract. I now know that you are awful, and I have taken two other contracts to kill you. Exactly. I mean, I really like that. Like, this really makes Caden appeal to me. And so, if in Pathfinder, if this is something that appeals to you, we are here to tell you a little bit about Caden. So you can, as a, as a champion of Caden, or as a cleric, or as just a fighter who appreciates a good Caden, here's what you need to know. He's usually depicted kind of the same way he was in his mortal life. He was like a bronze-skinned human. He wore his chainmail. He had his tankard of ale. And he had his rapier. That is his chosen weapon. And you sometimes see him in broken shackles. This kind of alludes to the fact that he's trying to be a champion who frees people from the binds that tie them. Yeah, so that tankard of ale that he holds, that's his holy symbol now that he's a god. Uh, as far as, like, sacred animals, uh, his sacred animal is a hound. As and, it should be. As it should be. And Cadenites often use his sacred colors of silver and tan in their clothing and their depictions of the god and his holy symbol. All right, so what's kind of neat about the whole he, he got so drunk he took the test of the Starstone and emerged three days later as a god, uh, what's, what's kind of neat about this is that in the books, in the canon, it does say as a fully realized god, which made me go down this rabbit hole of like, well, what does that mean, right? Like, a god in Pathfinder can walk out of something corporeal looking just as they would every day, but they're a fully realized god. Because I always think about gods in like, in like this, you have transcended to become an idea that can promote itself. That's what I think of gods. You're an idea that can promote yourself, right? But that's not, apparently that's not how it works in Pathfinder. In fact, I think we, I think we even forced our very good friend Luis Loza to come and talk to us about this. A little bit. Um, so gods in Pathfinder, like they do represent ideas and ideals, but they aren't themselves those ideas or those ideals. They are like an actual entity, a, a figure that has relationships and ideas of their own. And so they have causes that they believe in, like the way that when we covered Aomide, she was a paladin in life, and then she became a god of paladin, and the causes that she supported as a paladin are still important to her as a god. Caden uh, was an adventurer who became a god, and the principles and morals and things that were important to him when he was immortal remain important to him as a god. He continues to crave adventure, he continues to drink, he continues to go around seeking out uh, a pleasurable company and, you know, developing his long list of uh, uh, romantic trysts, while also uh, fighting bullies, tyrants, and cowards on the scale of, like, instead of just some kind of nasty merchant who hired him for a job that he realized was unscrupulous, and now that merchant is his enemy, now his enemies are, like, gods of tyrants and gods of bullies or cowards. Which means that in addition to enemies that are gods, he also has some friends that are gods. Like he's friends with Callistra, or excuse me, <clears throat> he's allies with Callistra, Desna, Milani, Sarenry, Shaylin, and Torag. And surprising to me, he's allies with Besmara, you know, the 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 pirate queen, right? Caden also has a relationship with uh, Kyrgyz, the god of bravery, competition, and sport. Much like Caden himself, Kyrgyz started as a mortal man. He was a famous kind of strong man and hero. But, uh, but then Caden and Desna elevated Kyrgyz to godhood. And some say the reason they did that is because they're actually Kyrgyz's parents. Now, interestingly, as the god of alcohol and bravery and showboating and basically unofficially being the god of swashbuckling, right? He has confirmed romantic relationships with almost every deity. Okay, maybe not almost every, but definitely Callistra, maybe even Desna, if they are the parents of Kyrgyz, right? He's even currently dating Trud, and I know almost nothing about Trud. 
Yeah, Trude is going to appear more in uh, the High Helm book, all about the dwarves. Trude is a dwarven god of bravery, defense, and strength. So Trude is currently dating Caden, and Trude's sister, Bolka, who is a dwarven goddess of marriage, has been apparently, according to a recent PaizoCon panel, advising Trude that, you know, if he wants to lock Caden down, he's got to put a ring on it. That's so cute. I can't imagine anything locking Caden down, though. Yeah. Right? Not a ring, not nothing. Yeah, we have uh, this excellent quote also from a PaizoCon panel. Uh, Who among the gods hasn't been Caden Kalian's side piece at one point or another, said John Compton in the year 2023. Well, I got this wrong, Jess. This isn't, he's not the god of swashbucklers. He's the god of bards. This is what bards be doing, right? They try to romance everything in the dungeon. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But in addition to these relationships, these allies, it's at least passingly familiar with members of the other pantheons that he's a part of. He's a part of the Fring Flame with Lubaiko and Milani. He's a part of Divine Dare with Jin Lee, Kyrgyz, and Marisha. Marishi? Marishi. Marishi. He's part of the Laborers Bastion with Kyrgyz, Tihar, and Torag, and part of the Offering Plate with Abadar, Alesta, Fulgrit, and Kazutal. Kazatal. What do you think that is? Uh, Kazatal? Kazatal. How awkward must that be to be dating someone and then be in a pantheon worshipped with your boyfriend's dad? Oh. I think that's more awkward for the boyfriend, to be yeah. honest. Like, that's just, there's daddy issues all over that that oh, we yeah. shan't go into here on Legend Lore. Perhaps in future episodes about dwarven gods, we'll get into uh, how Trude feels about this. Now, I definitely can't picture Caden wanting to be worshipped in like a big stale cathedral with pews and like all these candelabras. Yeah, his faithful don't really build churches to him so much as they just erect shrines to him inside of like taverns, pub, breweries, and other businesses that honestly are often owned by Cadenites as well. I feel like if you're someone who your life was saved by Caden. Your life was saved by Cadenites. And you're like, mm-hmm. I just, I owe so much. I have to give back. I feel like you're just going to straight up open one of those. You're going to be like, I'm going to open up a brewery in the name of Caden, you know? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Cadenites uh, also maintain a number of orphanages. Uh, there's a lot that's known about Caden's life as a mortal. He was a fairly famous adventurer before doing the test of the Starstone. But there's not much that's known about like his young life. And it's speculated based on the number of like Caden priests and the sponsorship that his church gives to orphanages and the the way that he empowers people who are helping orphans that he might have actually been an orphan during his life. Now, if you want to be a follower of Caden, he will only respond to neutral good, chaotic good, and chaotic neutral. Well, you can worship you can worship Caden as a member of any alignment, but if you want That's to be a true. cleric, he, he will, will grant you spells and power <laughs> from neutral good, chaotic good, chaotic neutral. Because mm-hmm. lawful good, you're too stuffy, right? Sometimes you got to break the law, right? You know, and the domains that he is kind of associated with include city, freedom, indulgence, and might. His edicts, which are things that his followers are maybe encouraged to do or things that are common in his faith. Uh, His edicts are to drink, to free slaves and the oppressed, and to seek glory and adventure. Whereas his anathemas are wasting alcohol, being mean or standoffish when you're drunk, and owning a slave. And so the distinction here between an edict and an anathema is that an edict is something that like, it would be cool if you did it, but an anathema, if you do that, you're going to lose your powers. And so you see this in kind of the distinction between um, your edict to free slaves and aid the oppressed and your anathema of owning a slave. Because this means that like, if you see someone who is enslaved, you should do what you can to help them and you should never own a slave yourself. But 
if there's someone who you just are unable to help for whatever reason, you're not going to lose your cleric spells. Whereas if instead of having an edict to free slaves and the oppressed, if the anathema was allow someone to be enslaved, you're going to violate that anytime. Like you just can't help someone. I really thought that this was a good conversation to kind of include in this, because when you think of anathema, you correctly think, do not do the thing, <laughs> right? Which leads you in into edicts being the opposite. You must do the thing, but that isn't the case. You said it perfectly. Be cool if you did. That's right. Caden asks his followers, drink, make merry, enjoy your life. But, you know, if you had a problem with alcoholism and Cadenites helped bring you to your feet, he's still going to grant you spells if you're like, I think I'm going to abstain while I'm still helping people through glory and adventure, right? Like, edicts aren't, yeah, you said it best, Jess. Mm -hmm. And as part of that mission, that's why he grants his clerics and his champions the heal spell rather than harm. If you are a cleric, you're going to receive training in athletics because sometimes you gotta just use a little bit of elbow grease to, to take down the establishment. They both, both clerics and champions know how to wield Caden's favorite weapon, the rapier. And if you're a cleric and you're getting your spells from Caden Kalian, you're gonna get fleet step, touch of idiocy, I guess to put some drunkenness in somebody, and hallucination. Yeah, Caden Kalian is also uh, pretty kind of fast and loose with uh, giving out his blessings or or his curses on people. Uh, perhaps it's just kind of based on his uh, drunken whims. I was reading through these boons and curses, and they are they're evocative. Yeah. The only disappointment I had is that in the book it specifically calls out that these curses typically cause the disruptor to change in appearance, looking comical or farcical. But then none of the boons, or none of the curses specifically call out that they make them look comical or farcical. I guess you just need to kind of know this applies to all of them, right? Or it might just be like the, the most minor curse of all is Caden uh, Kaylee and draws a dick on your face. That'd be, oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah. He's the god of main children everywhere. Yep. If you have pissed off Caden Kalian, you might find that drink tastes awful bad in your mouth, right? You go to have a sip and it's like, mm, this isn't very good. If you have pissed him off in a little bit more substantial manner, you will be cursed with cowardice. If you roll a success on a, a critical success on a save against a fear effect, it is downgraded to a success. If you roll a failure, it is downgraded to a critical failure. And if you have done the worst of the worst, if there is a brewery that also donates 50% of its income to an orphanage and you burn it down because you're just wicked, you are going to suffer whenever somebody drinks, right? Look, if you're the big bad guy and you're stuck with this curse, the adventurers can literally just walk in with some tankards and down them, and you're going to be feeling awful. You get all the negative effects of alcohol, you get none of the benefits, and you just have to live with it. Yeah, and as far as his boons that he grants to uh, followers or just people who he's particularly pleased with and wants to show his favor to, his minor boon is that uh, you just don't get hung over after a night drinking. His moderate boon is that uh, when you roll a success on a saving throw against a fear effect, you get a critical success instead, so he just bolsters your bravery. And then his major boon, uh, an embodiment of freedom. If you are affected by like an effect that would make you immobilized, if you're grabbed or restrained, Caden Kalian will free you from those bonds and end that effect that is immobilizing you. And you will be free to conquer whatever evil it is that did that to you. So the people who worship Caden Kalian, the Cadenites, right? They have these customs, which most of the people who follow religion do. They tend to want to get paid for their charitable work, right? Caden was a mercenary. And as such, a lot of Cadenites, they are mercenary. I will take this mission 
to save your farm, but I would like some payment. And at the very least, they would like it if you would buy a round of drinks for the house, right? Uh, it, a lot of orphans will often take the last name of Kalian if they don't if they don't really have another name to take. If you get in a bar fight, maybe heal the people that you have punched into oblivion. Yeah, Cadenites often safeguard the freedoms and the prosperity of just regular working class people. Uh, they work to overthrow tyrants. They help oppressed people to relocate to freer lands. Uh, Canaanite champions also often embed themselves in nations with some harsher laws to help to stir up rebellions. And for revolutionary groups like the Firebrands, Canaanite alehouses and inns often serve as safe houses. But it is important to note here that not all Canaanites must be inebriated to worship their deity. They are perfectly fine with you saying, I really, I don't know that this is for me. They just want you to cheer on others, enjoy a celebration, help people who need it, free those who need to be freed, right? Like Those are the things that are more important to them. But if you say, I, I have a problem, this really isn't for me, they, they will be the first to say, can we get you a piece of cheese? Well, how would it help if you had some noodles, right? Like they're here for you in whatever way you need. Because alcohol addiction and dependence, that is still bad in this faith. That is a misuse of Caden's gifts. Alcohol is to be, it's to be shared, enjoyed, to make, a, make a, a moment a little bit more cheery, right? And so clergy who develop addictions to alcohol, they're encouraged to move their efforts into other aspects of the faith. Maybe go work with those orphanages. Maybe help the rebel efforts a little bit longer. And do your best to go help others who are recovering from alcoholism. Yeah, I think it's an interesting dichotomy that Caden has an edict to drink, but then an anathema for wasting alcohol. So like we were saying before about how an edict is like, be cool if you did that, but an anathema is you will lose your powers for doing this. Anything that wastes alcohol is like absolute hardline bad. So, like, I think even if it's not an issue of, like, addiction or dependence or being a recovering alcoholic, if you just don't like to drink, you forcing yourself to drink, isn't that wasting alcohol? I, yeah, I could see it. And if you drink too much, that could mm -hmm. be a waste as well. You know, mm -hmm. you already had the merriment. You didn't need to become a lout. Mm -hmm, exactly. So any kind of, like, drinking to excess is no bueno, that's no good. There are some cool Cadenite holidays that we know about, such as the first brewing. In early autumn, about a month after the first harvest, they will have this day where they can sample the drink. They all get together and they enjoy the fruits of the harvest. They also celebrate Ascension Day. The 11th of Kothana is celebrated as an anniversary of Caden's rise to divinity. Although... Nobody really remembers the actual date, so they're just kind of like, okay, the 11th of Kathana, that's fine. Yeah, and then we have Mary Mead on the 2nd of Calistriel. The faithful celebrate the end of the winter's overwhelming gloom. What if it's like a really long winter, though, right? What if you're celebrating the end of winter, even though like you're still having blizzards, and it's just like, maybe it's like, Maybe you're, like, celebrating that it will end at that point. Yeah, I mean, you need some kind of party to look forward to. Even if the blizzard is still ongoing, you need something. You need, you need some mm. kind of festival, some merriment, some party to throw. Especially, especially if the overwhelming gloom is continuing to overwhelm and gloom, right? Mm -hmm. You definitely need something. Now, unlike, you know, the Judeo-Christian uh, religions of the real world, you can totally take Caden's name in vain. They're all about it. They frequently uh, follow up with some explicatives that we should get Drew to bleep out for us. Ah, Another yes. one. Uh, oh, yes. Like, uh, like Caden's bollocks. Or, like, Caden's tits. 
think. <laughs> I think that's a pretty popular one. Jess, you are definitely demonstrating that you do not dress like a sailor. It says <laughs> it says use Caden's name as a swear, where you t- say Caden's name and then accompany it by colorfully perverse language. I think Caden's tits is a classic. No, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, okay, here's what would happen. You'd you'd get too drunk, you'd knock over a drink, which you know was bad. You'd be like, Caden's fucking This sucks. Drew, bleep all that. <laughs> or just get rid of it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, they'd also say something like, I'm great, but not so great as Caden. You know, meaning that, like, this is this is too much. Right? Like, you know, you and your mates, you're you're, you're drinking, you're one up in each other, and it gets too far. I'm I, look, I'm great. I'm not as great as Caden. Yeah, it's often a follow up where, like, if the if the dares have gone too far, the custom is for one party to dare the other to undergo the test of the Starstone, and that's the point where, uh, you like you're ending it. You're allowing the dares to end gracefully without someone having to really turn something down. Because you dare them to t- do the test of the Starstone, they respond with, I'm great, but I'm not so great as Kate and Kalian. Then you buy a round of drinks. You're getting married to your sweetheart, and all your friends and family are there. You raise your glass. May your life be as free as your taps. People should be free to enjoy life and to, to live unfettered. Yeah, it's, it's used- also something, though, that. Go, keep going. It's also something, though, that you might hear rebels kind of exchanging to each other, almost in like a knowing way, right? May, may your life be as free as your taps. Well, that's right. I know you. I see you. Mm-hmm. We have works to do. And then much like Caden's uh, tits, we have uh, the classic curse, sweet barley brew. Oh, sweet barley brew. I I I feel like this has the real world parallel of like my goodness. I you know agree, yeah. this is like a grandma thing. Like oh, a yeah. halfling grandma and the kids are acting up. Oh sweet barley brew, will you boy calm down. Yeah. So we get to we get to my favorite part where we back in uh, listeners, if this is your first episode of Legend Lore or or listening to our our deities section of this. There's a thing I remember from second edition Dungeons and Dragons. I can't remember the name of it, but there was this book which was all specialty priests of like different deities and it outlined like how those how the clerics of that deity would be different. And I love talking about this with Caden Killeen or with all of these. Just apparently there was already one of these though in first edition. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was digging around, and in Pathfinder 1, there was actually a prestige class specifically for followers of Caden Kalian called the Brewkeeper, where you specialize in the creation of alcoholic beverages uh, that are like potions or other magical droughts that are also, you know, a little alcoholic. And you can enhance your potions with a little alcohol chaser. You go around doing your drunken brawling. And this prestige class also let you use a tankard as a weapon, uh, as though it were a mace. Just, I just had an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that. In Pathfinder terms, the specialty cleric or the specialty champion, all this is, is it's a, a dedication, an archetype dedication that goes with it. You can mm-hmm. easily be a champion of Caden Kalian as a Redeemer pa- a champion or a Liberator Paladin. But maybe, maybe you're a specialty champion if you also have, like, the Alchemist or something, dedication, so that you can, you know, brew as part of your, your champion-esque escapades. Yeah. What about other classes? How well would other classes fit to a Cadenite religion? And I had a bit of trouble coming up with this because as I'm sitting here thinking, well, let me just let me just spell it out. Let me take you on a story. Imagine that you are the apprentice to like a shoemaker, not just any shoemaker, like the most famous shoemaker in all of Absalom, right? 
and you get this shoemaker sends you out to do deliveries or to pick up materials, to hang advertisements, all, all to all kinds of just little things, and you've had the longest, most awful day. The shoemaker doesn't, you know, they're, they're not very kind to you. You had long hours. All the customers were awful. You're exhausted. You go to your local bar, the one near your house, and you go and you sit down at the bar and you have a drink. And maybe somebody next to you notices that you've had a rough day, so they strike up a bit of a conversation with you. Hey, friend, are you okay? Seems like you've had a rough time. You know, maybe you, maybe they buy you a drink. They're like, hey, you look like you've had a rough time. Here's a, you know, what are you drinking? Here's a drink for you. Maybe you start drinking a little too much. I can, this person next to you is like, hey, you know, I'm sorry you had a rough day, but let's slow down a little bit. Maybe you drink way too much and they have to hold your hair for you. That person is obviously a follower of Caden Kaling. They enjoy the drink, but they also take care of the people around them. Now, here's what I was thinking about. This is why this is related to the, what classes would work. It, any class would make sense as that person next to you, right? Like I can't come up with any class in all of Pathfinder 2nd Edition that would be an ill fit for that person next to you who wants to help you and like you know talk about your day and if you drink too much you know hold your hair right like that'd be any of them yeah like much like Ayamade was a paladin who became a god and now she's a god who's worshipped by paladins Caden was kind of just like a dude who became a god and now he's a god that is worshipped by dudes like Caden Kalian is just a god of all people he's a god of human experiences a god of dudes all the dudes. All of the people, yeah. So with that in mind, I think that we can kind of blanket say that any class would work, but we can kind of point out like the ones that would be different or interesting. Mm-hmm. For example, like Alchemist is just such a strong fit because you Oh yeah. That that's almost a better fit than Cleric when you think about it, you know. I am the brewmaster. They're very yeah, Al- Alchemists, it's very easy to flavor them too. Uh, like a Cadenite and barbarian, barbarian too. Imagine if your action to take a rage was slamming one back. Yeah, and barbarians also. It's easy to work them into that fantasy of like freeing oppressed people and seeking out adventure. I think Caden like is a deity of bards. So like, are there any bards that don't work for Caden? I really like the uh, kind of the lore muse, which maybe it seems like it wouldn't really work out that well because you, you look at the lore muse and like your first instinct is, okay, so this is like whatever your muse is, it's like in books and libraries and whatnot. But what is like bardic knowledge or bardic lore really? Like you can flavor that as these stories that you pick up like drinking. Oh yeah. And there's great archetypes that go with that. Like mm-hmm. the- What's the folk folklorist? That'd be yeah. great for that. Yeah, that fits really well. Druids, likewise, also makes sense. You know, there's a little bit of a of like a fantasy trope about like the the person who lives in the woods and brews alcohol out of <laughs> like you know forest vegetables or whatnot. Druids, a good fit. Fighter, of course. Caden probably was a fighter or a swashbuckler or something. Mm-hmm. Gunslinger, likewise, uh, fits really well. I think. You would probably want the way that lets you do like a uh, sword and pistol so you can have your rapier. I wonder if Gunslinger, you know, that, that, that might be the most interesting one yet. Get drunk and shoot guns can go a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. It's very daring. You know? Investigator. I, and I don't know if there's anything special there, but I could, you know, for sure, though, Detective could come, you know, off shift and have a drink. I, don't I mean, know if there I are see anything special there. There are some of the investigator methodologies that kind of lean into like the alchemy direction. Yeah, I guess you you could easily work it in. Like you know, I need a little, I need a little shot. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. You're such a hard boiled, you know, investigator that like you come upon a grisly murder scene, so you pull out your flask. You know, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that. I mean, that's like a that's a classic Sherlock Holmes right there. Yeah, for sure. Inventor, you know, you know, sometimes you got to burn the midnight, the midnight oil. 
How does it say? What? What's that saying? That sounds like a saying. It is a saying. Burning yeah. the midnight oil. Midnight yeah. oil. That needs somebody needs to write that into Pathfinder. Let me hold on. I gotta apply midnight oil to my weapon real quick. I could see that as an inventor. I don't know that it does extra for it other than just you're stressed and you need a drink. Uh, Magus, I think, works pretty much the same way as like a gunslinger. You know, you have your rapier, you deliver your spells. Get drunk, do magic. Yeah. Monk, Monk? Uh, the same. The the drunken master is a very common drunken monk trope. Drunken master, yeah. As far as the oracle is concerned, though, is there an oracle mystery that you think particularly suits Caden better than others? Because I have some mm. ideas, but mm. the easy answer, the on the nose answer, is bad. Mm. You know, but any deity that you know tells you to go out and do harm to those who deserve it, it could could maybe be a battle oracle. I'm trying to think of what else. What about Cosmos? Like, Cosmos has always got your character, like, kind of lifted towards the heaven a little bit. That could mm -hmm. be. You could flavor that as, you know, like, like this perpetual drunkenness a little bit. The ones that I find most compelling are actually uh, ancestors for a Cadenite. Because how's, that's how's very... So? Uh, because, like, suppose that you were just kind of this cobbler and you have your life of just, you know, people who worship Caden but maybe weren't adventurers and you can call on all of your ancestors and all of kind of just the the mundane city folk challenges that they had throughout their lives and you channel your ancestors through you and uh harness the power of just like your the, the strength that you get from your familial connections kind of leaning into Caden being a god of the people you mm -hmm. know and yeah, the other one I'm intrigued by is uh, the lore oracle, actually, for the same reason that I was saying about the kind of bardic knowledge bard. You're an oracle of the stories people tell in taverns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could easily play that really well. Psychic? I still, I still think you can be a psychic and you can get off a long shift and go have a drink, but I definitely don't think that Caden stuff is particularly psychic. I don't know. I think the psychic works in kind of a similar way of the barbarian. Because like you were saying, your barbarian rage could be when you start drinking. You're, when you unleash your psyche, that could be. Whoa. Now that's cool. Like there is a trope of like when you use your mind powers, you get a nosebleed and you have to mm -hmm. stop or you'll blow your brain up. That would be really cool if like you... Pound some liquor so that you can continue pushing your brain. That would be cool. Or that it could also cool. it could also be the angle of like as you drink you are lowering your inhibitions. So like you have such a guarded mind and you are doing so much to like wall off your psychic potential and keep it contained in there. But then as you drink, you are unleashing what is inside of your mind and all of your psychic potential and it starts just coming out as you as you unleash your psyche. I think my next character needs to be a psychic because we need and we need to do the psychic episode soon because the more I like I read about the psychic the more I talk about it, I'm like this is actually more interesting than I, I think it comes off at surf at surface level it's very cool I feel like the ranger makes a ton of sense a ton of sense right because there is that trope of like a Saint Bernard mm -hmm. like, in the mountains like going to people and like putting liquor in them so that they don't freeze to death, right? That, yeah. I mean, swap out dog for, like, a winter orc, and that's a ranger, you know? But you can also have your uh, your Cadence Holy Animal Hound companion that goes around that's with you. the hound, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Your animal companion can be the St. Bernard with the cute little barrel on his collar. Yeah. That's, I wonder if that's real, or if that's just something that, you know, cartoons taught me. Rogues feel very Cadenite. Not from mm -hmm. the alcohol specifically, but just from they're ready to do what has to be done, even if it is behind the scenes, even if it is in the shadows, right? Like Caden wasn't averse to, to doing something underhanded if it was for the betterment of whatever the cause is, you know? Yeah, especially the kind of revolutionary firebrand angle. Like a yeah. ruffian, a scoundrel, a thief. 
even an eldritch trickster, if you cast like divine spells, it's just perfect. I'm not even feeling mastermind. You got all your revolutionaries sitting around the table mm-hmm. with a map in front of you. Yeah, oh I can yeah. See your mastermind like pointing out like this is where we go in. You know, I can easily feel it. Yeah. So for sorcerers, are there particular bloodlines that you're feeling more than others? Mm-hmm. Only in that you you really had something good with uh, the ancestor oracle. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel like the imperial is great, but I, oh, I yeah. still think all of them are. I still think all of them fit really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Summoner, I've got even less idea though. Like any of them are probably fine. Since yeah, Kate with the co- with the summoner, you would be thinking about like what kind of eidolon is it that you want to have with your Cadenite summoner, and so like an angel oh, dog. We just figured that out. Dog. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. You could absolutely have like a beast, uh, eidolon that is like a, a holy dog. You could have an angel eidolon that's kind of maybe modeled after maybe one of Caden's heralds or something. Mm, um, that'd be good. An anger phantom might be interesting. Someone who was like oh. uh, an oppressed person who is coming back to like get revenge on the system that destroyed them. Or just like a really, really drunk ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's, I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely feel like maybe any Eidolon mm-hmm. is just a little bit tipsy. Just a little bit. You know? Yeah, plant Eidolon, you could be, you know, some kind of like, some, like I don't know, like a barley plant. Like a hops, like a yeah. hops. That's cute. That's cute. All swashbucklers. Oh, yeah. All swashbucklers. All of them, no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. Next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, swashbuckler is just really like, it's hard to say what is a good fit because like all of them, all of like the braggart, the fencer, the wit, like you can't go wrong. Thaumaturs is the one that I think is actually the the least affinitive. Mm. You think so? In that, well, when I picture the thaumaturs, I picture this brooding, grizzled monster hunter mm-hmm. who has the right tool for the job, and I have a hard time picturing them like being ready to incorporate inebriation into their skill sets. I still see him at the end of a day going to the bar and getting a drink, but I don't see like an affinity there. Okay, well, we haven't done the Thaumaturge episode yet, so I forgive you for forgetting what the implements are, but I will remind you that one of the Thaumaturge implements is the chalice. A chalice! You could have your Caden holy tankard that you use as your Thaumaturgic implement. Yeah, I, I, we need to do that episode so I can get kind of a broader concept. Because mm-hmm. I really just, when I think of Thaumaturge, I think of Geralt from The Witcher, mm-hmm. right? And I just, I can't picture him being like, let me pull out my chalice and well, slam a few shots back to kill this troll, you know? Uh, sure, but that. I mean, what do we know about Geralt the Witcher? We know that Witchers always take payment, like Cadenites. Well, we know, that's very true. We know that witchers uh, will probably turn on you if you are, like, a bad person giving them a bad contract to do evil things. Well, Geralt shit. is going to do Geralt, what he feels is right. Geralt is the Cadenite Thaumaturge, mm-hmm. you know? I, okay, I could see it as in, like, he's getting his butt whooped, so he pulls out the chalice, and he's like, mm-hmm. I got to like, take a hit of this. I'm getting whooped. You know, yeah, if you I play the Witcher that. games, you're always like drinking your little alchemical things that you make. Like Witchers are all about making little alchemical tinctures for themselves. Well, speaking of Witchers, what about witches? Like witches are kind of famously brewing stuff. You Absolutely. know, like I guess like, oh man, what if you're like, you know, you're as a Cadenite, you're good hearted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're a good hearted witch. And you own a brewery and you sell enchanted brews. Mm -hmm. There's also one of the witch patrons is Fervor, which says your patron represents a grand ideal or goal, granting you magic to further their mission and bring others to the cause. That's it right there. Mm -hmm. 
there's other options as well, obviously. There's more, there's lots of ways that you could make a Cadenite Witch, but I think that the uh, the Fervor uh, patron just fits really, really well. And like I was saying before about maybe having a connection to like a Cadenite Herald, uh, that's another area where your patron doesn't have to be Caden himself. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Wizards are almost too easy. I feel like when you have a party go into a tavern mm-hmm. and everyone orders drinks, we all know that the wizard is ordering a wine. We all know it. That's what wizards do is they order wine. They got yep. their candle, you know, they're studying a book. Mm-hmm, they got a mm-hmm. wine next to them. It's, yep. e- it's easy. Caden is a god of adventurers and a wizard is like just a classic adventurer. But what, uh, what kind of spells do you think a Cadenite wizard would specialize in? Oh, well, gosh, that's hard, because I think the Divine Spellist maybe fits a little bit better. Maybe, but if we look at the spells... That's a cop-out. If we look at the spells that Caden grants to his clerics to add to their spell list, like, the Touch of Idiocy and Hallucination are kind of going in that, like, illusion, enchantment, trickery direction, right? Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, spells that you can theme as applying the negative drunkenness. To mm-hmm. your foes. I could see that. Either, sure. yeah, that, or if you go in kind of the illusionist direction where you are like tricking and humbling evildoers. Skaden was a famous sellsword. So mm-hmm. I do think that a wizard who just picks magic that deals damage isn't mm-hmm. off brand either. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta burn a tyrant, you know? Yeah. All right, let's get into our questions from our listeners. We do have a lot this week, so we kind of got to do a bit of a lightning round. Caden is a popular god. Lots of people like him. He's lots of people's favorites. So let's get right into it. Listener Boyd asks, what was the final drink that put Caden over the edge to head out to the Starstone Cathedral? Old Woody. I don't know what that is. Patron Vardok Bloodstone asks, Caden reminds me of that SNL skit where a guy wakes up from a drunken bender and realizes he's somehow the president. So how would Caden feel about waking up and finding out he's the new god of humanity since Aridan died? I don't think Caden loves commitment. I think you're going to tell him that he's the god of humanity and he's going to go, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think that's true. And then he's just going to continue going on doing his Caden stuff. Even if he was the new god of humanity, yeah. He's not going to change what he's doing. He, he's doing the same stuff as a god as he did as a mortal. If you make him the god of humanity, he's just going to carry on the way he's been carrying on. He's, 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 Caden's like, be merry, do good things, sometimes with violence, if you have to. Yeah, that, the yeah, end. He's the That's, god of humanity. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's in, he, he then prefaces that by the first word is humans, comma. Mm. Be married. I don't <laughs> go save people. Yeah, see, the thing that I think stops Caden from being a quote god of humanity end quote is that he doesn't discriminate about who worships him. That, yeah, that is true. You know, Caden wants all the all the beings to mm-hmm. be merry and be free. You know. Yeah. Patron Dom asks, "What are some good ways to play a cleric or champion of Caden that isn't just alcoholic hero?" I think we laid this out. I, I I thought that my weird little story about like being a cobbler's apprentice lays out a pretty good way to do it. You lean into not the alcohol thing. You lean into helping people, especially people who are afflicted with stuff. You know, you, you kind of go hard in, into that aspect, just mm-hmm. being there for people. And not all Cadenites drink. It can be just making merry with somebody, right? You can you that person sitting at the bar can easily not have like an alcohol, they can have like a plate of, I'm going to go with the cheese. Cheese and alcohol mm-hmm. works. They can have a plate of cheese and they can be taking care of the folks next to them. You can just drink your nice juice. Drink your nice juice. You have your little juice box that you take out on your adventure with you. You put your little juice in your little tankard. It's no, fine. It's if you're, as, long as, as long as you're fighting tyrants and being merry, it's, it's all good. Drink your juice. It's, it's now canon. Kate and I, who do not drink alcohol, must have Little elementary school juice boxes that they sip from. That is now canon. The whole the sacred juice box. 
Patron Folkland asks, if you die drunk, do you go straight to his realm? And if so, are you immediately made one of his celestials? It's not about if you die drunk. It's about why you were drinking and what you were doing when you died drunk. For yeah, example. were you getting up to like big adventures? Were you toppling tyrants? Yeah, like, you guys are all at the bar. It's a small town. It's a small town. But for some reason, the mayor just has like an iron thumb over like the the guard, and the mayor is making them do awful things. Nobody has the courage to stand up to the mayor. So you get hammered drunk and say, "I'm going to do something about it." And you you go up to the mayor's house, you slam on the door, you're like, "Listen, it's not okay what you're doing with these people," and you die, you know, trying to stand up to the mayor. I think you you could probably go to his realm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you'd be like a celestial already, but you'd probably go to Caden's realm and Caden be like, you know, I'm sorry that didn't work out, but I liked it. Yeah. Remember, though, that misusing and wasting alcohol is anathema for Caden Kalian. Uh, I'll also add, though, that there is another divine being that has uh, alcohol in their portfolio. Damar the Denied, the psychopomp usher of resurrection, medicine, and alcohol. I think probably if you died from drinking as opposed to just dying drunk, it's probably going to be Demar who helps you through, you know, the, your journey along the River of Souls, and you might in fact go to Demar's realm in the Boneyard. Friend of No Direction, Mark Seifter asks, can you prove, Jess, I think this one is for you, yeah. can you prove with citations <laughs> that the, the in-world theory that Caden and Desna are Kyrgyz's parents is anachronistic, given that Kyrgyz and Caden's ascension dates. Or is it still a possibility? Yeah, Mark has cursed me with the uh, additional research curse, where I need to look up a bunch of sources so I can cite them (laughs) as I give my answer. So, here we go. Caden ascended in the year 2767 AR, which is around 2,000 years ago. This specific year appears in Pathfinder Chronicles Gazetteer and again in Pathfinder Campaign Setting Inner Sea World Guide, whereas Kyrgyz ascended more like 300 years ago per the Inner Sea World Guide and then repeated again in the Pathfinder Campaign Setting Inner Sea Faiths. While Kyrgyz's mortal life is well documented, his parents found him as an infant on their doorstep per Inner Sea Faiths. No, we cannot disprove this theory. Got him. Got him. Listener Severin Lorat asks, are there any gods that might be unexpectedly allies to Caden? Or, flip side of that, any non-evil gods whose followers might clash with the followers of Caden? I was really surprised to see that he was on a pantheon with someone like Avatar. Yeah. yeah. I kind of get it. Because, like... The merc, you know, being mercenaries, a lot of Cadenites, they, they do expect coin, and you know, anytime someone expects coin, Avatar gets all, Avatar gets all happy about it. But still, he's such like a lawful thing, God, that it was kind of interesting. Yeah, they're on the same pantheon. Yeah, so there's definitely some clashes there, you know. Yeah, the thing about the offering plate is that the offering plate is a pantheon that is centered on selfless and charitable acts, and so Avatar's place on that pantheon hinges on a certain subsect of Avatar's followers who believe that Avatar agrees that the health of a city's economy depends in part on helping those who are less fortunate return to the market. That's such a libertarian thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) to think. So you need to uh, give them charity and help them to be able to buy things again so they can participate in the economy. Well, then how is he allied with Besmara. I mean, gods and magic. Like, this is front and center in second edition. Yeah. I mean, so, Caden is a chaotic good god, but he's also a god of, like, bravery and daring acts, right? I see. They're drinking buddies. Yeah. Him and Besmara are drinking buddies. Yeah. In the same way that uh, Lost Omens Legends has that part where like old mage Jatembe and Baba Yaga are drinking buddies who meet up every couple of centuries to swap stories. That's very cute. 
Yeah. I like that. I did. That's very cute. Then this, then the opposite of that is probably why he isn't allied with Ayamade. Ayamade yeah. is maybe like too, you know, she's too prim and proper by by the rules. Yeah, Ayamade is listed as his like sister among the ascended gods in the same way that Norbert is listed as his brother among the ascended gods, but neither Ayamade or Norgaber actually appear as allies. And for Norgaber, maybe that's obvious, but for Aomide, it just seems like a really nuanced distinction where Aomide is very much about, like, follow the rules, do it by the book. If you take a contract and you've given your word, you kind of have to, like, follow up on that and make good on your word, or I guess you should have looked into that person a little better before you gave them your word and not, like told a tyrant that you were going to help them out with their job. Whereas yeah, Caden is a little more loosey-goosey, like, yeah, I'll take the contract, but if I decide I don't like it, I'm going to come back here and punch your teeth in. I do I do think that, like, some of the lesser deities, like Shaldira Sh- mm-hmm. and... Oh, God, Jess, you got to help me with that one. The, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Kazutal. Kazutal, yeah. Kazutal is one of the Monkey Expanse gods. I feel like there's a thing there. You know, I feel like that would make sense for the, them to kind of like, at least, you know, give each other a nod. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Kazatol, I stand corrected. Kazatol is an Arcadian goddess. I don't think that Caden or Cadenites would have a lot of patience for what Iori teaches, Aurori teaches. Mm. And I feel like Phrasmites are probably just the biggest buzzkill there is, you know? Mm-hmm. Friend of the network, former legend lore host, and very dear friend to my heart, Luis Loza asks, What do you think happened during Caden's test of the Starstone? You want me to go first, or do you want to take this first? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So we know that he was in there for three days. So. The test of the Starstone is like a personal test to you personally. It tests uh, the ways that you specifically need to be tested and it tailors itself to you. So Caden is already like a famous mercenary, famous uh, revolutionary, famous for freeing the oppressed, freeing people who are in bondage and like rescuing people who need help. So what is it that is going to test the mettle of a god of bravery? Caden Kalian spent three days in the Starstone Cathedral writing his written exam on all of the rules that he needs to follow once he became a oh god. My god. And he proved that he can follow the rules by taking and passing his written exam and proving that he understood what was being asked of him. This was the real challenge. Doing like heroics or whatever? No, that's, that's easy peasy for Caden Kalian. What they needed to test was his patience and whether or not he could spend three days doing a written exam and whether or not he understood what would happen and the consequences for the people of Galarian if he like broke the god truce and just went around adventuring as a god. You're telling me that his three days in the in this the cathedral of the Starstone was just the DMV? It was just yeah. three days at the DMV? Yeah, and he proved Awful. that he could handle it. That's not worth it. Nobody can handle that. Caden Kalian can handle that, and that's why he became a god. Does anybody ever, like, take take the test of the Starstone and just not come back? <laughs> like, I mean, do people just, like, it, it, is this a situation where if you take it and you fail, are you auto-dead? Hmm. Do people return from the Starstone Cathedral unsuccessful? Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you don't pass... Do you get to go tell people that you didn't pass, or are you dead? I think you don't emerge. I don't know if you die, but I think you don't emerge. But um, m- more research needed, I guess. I'm not 100% sure. For Caden, I've got this... I've got this... I don't know. I mean, the, because the test of the Starstone is so intentionally ambiguous, it can be literally whatever you want. I feel like it's just... For him specifically, I feel like it's just traumatic i feel like it's reliving or or like seeing what happens when people drink too much and commit atrocities or or having the strength 
like maybe like putting him in that position, making him deal with what happened when some of the worst people of history drank too much and did bad things. It's putting him in their shoes and seeing as if he has the strength to overcome that, you know, I, or, or like putting him in, in the in the shoes of somebody who has crippling alcoholism and seeing how he can deal with that. I feel like if getting through that could have been his test of the Starstone. Oh, that's pretty heavy. I li- I like I think the test of the Starstone should always be the heaviest of the heaviest. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you come out on the other side and you're, I'm going to use the word omnipotent, but you know, you're you're, you're a god after mm-hmm. that. You know, it has to be like, you has to get pulled through the ringer emotionally, physically, spiritually, every way that you can be pulled through the ringer, you have to get pulled. That's mm-hmm. the test of the star stone, right? Well, on that note, I hope you've had a good time listening to this episode. We've sure had a good time drinking throughout it and talking about Kaylin Kaylin because that's all we have for you today. Make sure to check out the rest of our content here on the No Direction Network because if you like this show or any of our other blogs or shows, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash no direction because it's the support of our patrons that make this all possible. Cheers. Until next time, I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. Thanks for listening to Legend Lore, and as always, one of us must be a master in occultism. <laughs> <laughs>